Blog Talk Radio. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Read the hard way, read the hard way, read the hard way. Wanna do it the easy way or the hard way? With over 30 years of combined wrestling experience and knowledge, nearly every bit of it Woody's, Georgia Wrestling History presents Three the Hard Way. Don't he have Hollis first round? 
thinking. I believe he had Paula's first round. I have it written down. I, I think believe. That, or is Paula's first round? Let's see. Let's see. I can't, I'll pull it up in just a second. It's good to know who's doing what. But I mean, this, hell, I don't even need to pull it up because it doesn't matter who's in the first round. All of them are going to be great. <laughs> That's a fact. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure he has Paula's first round in the fact. So, uh, yeah. Dude, that's two solid Matt Matt guys, and uh, you know I, I'm into the older stuff, so I'm really excited about that match. Also, absolutely. Got him to call in here in just a little bit, and we're going to talk a little bit about it with him. If it's cool what with you. is Scott? Okay, yeah, I thought he. I thought I had somebody on, but I think that was just a listener. Uh, but I do have somebody on who's just going to join us tonight to kind of hang out. Um. Um, renowned funny man, funny man. Excellent impressionist. impressionist. And a real live lesbian. One of my close and personal, personal friends. This is Mr. Matt Myers. Is Matt Myers. Hey, Dan, hey, how's it going? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> Woody, my dog says hello. Ah, oh, I like dogs. <laughs> they taste like chicken. Uh, and if I'm here... And Matt's here. I guess we're just going to start watching Nitro. Yeah. (laughs) Matt Couch. That's what we do. (laughs) If you're in the presence of both of us, then you know. You're on the Matt Couch. Lasers, lasers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Matt Couch. Matt, how are you here the chat. To tell the people about Matt's credentials, he has done so much in wrestling um, and so much in acting and just a just a performer at heart um, and also an encyclopedia of useless wrestling knowledge. <laughs> Wait, say, say that again. Hang on, just a second. Give me a second. And it goes. Now I'm gonna try it again. I'm, I'm getting some terrible echo. Terrible echo. Still echoing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Of course. I've I've got bad ears anyway. So. <laughs> Tell you what, boys. You you vamp it a little bit. I'm gonna mute and try to fix this. I'm gonna give you a topic. Continental wrestling. Go. <laughs> Continental wrestling. I'm familiar. What are you, are you familiar with them from prior? I may know a little bit about continental wrestling. Uh, I will cut my teeth on a little bit. I'm a I'm a big Adrian Street fan. And, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm a big Flame fan. Uh, actually, did a little spinoff gimmick of the Flame called El Fuego, which pretty much was Flame. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I I really like continental wrestling. And, yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, I, I had uh, I grew up in Pensacola, and so that was that was my first exposure to wrestling and live wrestling was continental. And, That's a good way to get right there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's kind of uh, funny to think that to think that people uh, their first experience with wrestling was TV because the first time I saw that was it was live, and I thought, ah, this is this is crazy. And they all of their angles were hot. The feuds were. Really good, and uh, so yeah, that was kind of it kind of spoiled me right off the bat. Yeah, had a, uh, I was a, of course, everybody's a big Armstrong fan, I believe, and uh, yeah. Wendell Wendell Cooley. Uh, I liked a lot of them guys. Uh, you know, of course, uh, you know you get Tennessee Stud. You know, I, I, yeah, I was raised on, I was raised on the Stud stable in uh, in Chattanooga. You know, I was. I was, oh, raised nice. on Goulis, oh, nice. I was raised on Goulas wrestling. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Jackie Fargo and stuff. It was, uh, there was a good line of talent there. And, uh, you know, I caught Continental mainly towards the end, end of the Continental run. I'd like to see it when it, when it was, you know, running hot and heavy. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I might have got it. Oh, still echoing. Still echoing. <laughs> <laughs> still Locked up, folks. <laughs> I'm echoing too. Oh, I'm echoing. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, I, 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 saw I, I saw it in 1984, so it was pretty it hot was and heavy, hot then. heavy then. And it was the Fullers and the Armstrong and Adrian Street, yeah, Wendell, Wendell Cooley. Um, it, it's weird looking it's at, it now, at it now because the roster wasn't the that big, but they got the most out of guys they had. Like, everybody got to showcase to really do really do their thing, you know, and really have, uh, there was only, there was probably at any given time, maybe three or four feuds going, but they were always really hot, they always had a lot of TV time dedicated to them, and yeah, it definitely spoiled me. Yep, it was, uh, uh, it was, it was always something going, uh, like you said, it wasn't, wasn't a big roster, but they, they were, uh, it was, it's like, it's like every, every match had some kind of meaning to it, or, or, or some kind of story to it, it seems like. Absolutely. You know, oh, the nightmare. I almost forgot the nightmare. Oh, yeah, the, the nightmare. Yep. and Danny Davis. And when they started feuding after seeing for a long time. I was there. Yeah. Uh, they actually, I was looking at the Continental uh, Facebook page, uh, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, yeah. They posted up the old Flame, uh, flame uh, promo where he was, Shooting the guns and it's, uh, caught uh, bullets, picture on fire and stuff. Yes, yes. He said they're going to kill Bo, uh, Bo, uh, uh, Bob Armstrong. It's a great promo still. Yeah, I honestly believe that uh, that Jody Hamilton probably has the best, had the best interview voice in wrestling. In yeah. Gives, yeah. It, it sounded so intelligent without mm-hmm. yelling, and uh, uh, that, that was a good. Uh, you know, I honestly believe that Jody Hamilton was one of the best you know, interviewers ever. Uh, he just everything came across so smooth. Uh, like, and he always sounded intelligent, not like a dumb old redneck like me. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he was just uh, you know he was an amazing interviewer. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah, agree. Totally like, he, he, I don't think, he's one of those guys I don't think was ever a good guy. I think he was just so scary and so serious, he just, you just couldn't cheer for him. He just was a bad dude. Yes. And very, and, and very, very talented to be a big man. You know, he did not move like a, like a man in his size. He was a, a freak of nature for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then also, we, uh, I, I, I feel uh, remiss I feel not to mention not Gordon Soley, because Gordon Soley being the voice of Scott Nimmel, to me, was everything got more serious. You know, him interviewing Jody Hamilton was like, this is legit. He's going to kill the bullet. You know, the stories are about Gordon Soley, you know, you can say, Gordon would need 22 seconds, right? And, you know, you could just, like, tell him you need 22 seconds, and bam, he'd hit it, you know? Yeah. Just, <laughs> they said he was amazing like that. Yeah, I, I, there's yeah, a I, I, story I read one time where when he started working for Eddie Graham, that he said, how should I call the match? It's like your job like depends, your depends on it. On it. <laughs> 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 I was like, whoa. <laughs> That again gives you kind of like clue. I mean, you have to you have to added a really serious step, and also the the play, those names that he had for things made me think like this is a science. This guy is is a professor of wrestling. Yeah, and man, have we got you? I think he's still trying to fix the great echo. Okay, because I'm still getting the echo here. Yeah, I'm still echoing. You're you're not echoing to me, but I am echoing crazy. Yeah, you're echoing a little bit. You're, so I was I was gonna didn't, I didn't know if it was my line or not. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if it's better for me to jump out and try to go back in. Or what's, what's for the best? So let's see when you're or what you got going on right now. Oh, just uh, trying to get in where I can um, up at Wire Wrestle. Um, and it's doing some managerial stuff there. And uh, down at AWN in Fort Valley, uh, Bill Butcher and I just won the tag title. So that's a, a great feather in my cap. Oh, 
Philip E. Chevy. Just trying to just trying to get in where anybody needs somebody like me. <laughs> That's right. I was there. I was there a couple months ago where he took on who was that? They fought all over the building. I'm trying to remember who it was now. Over at A W N. Yeah, that was pretty impressive, pretty wild. Uh, they yeah. were they were fucking all right, all over the building. It was it was brutal. I mean, I had a front row, a front row seat, and it was really brutal. Uh, but a really good, good match. And yeah, they need the hell out of each Yeah, I'm a big uh, Bill the Butcher fan. Uh, I've been telling Matt I'm going to steal him forever, and I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> he constantly tries to steal. I'm going to get him. You wait to see. See what I, I mean. He is. Constantly well, threatening to steal Bill the Butcher. <laughs> he's, he, he's the cat's meow for me up there right now. i tell you what I've I run into lately. Uh, I'm trying to bring in a, a different array of talent and stuff. And, man, let me tell you, everybody that's solid, it's really, r- really marketable. Well, they're, they're booked six, eight months out nowadays, and that, that used to be unheard of. But yeah. a lot of guys have got these guys so down for six, eight months now. Uh, they're better because I'll snatch them up if I get a chance. <laughs> you are not the only one fighting that way. You're right. It's so hard to lay out anything for any amount of time because everybody is loaded up. Yes, very, very much. Uh, I've... Uh, I've been trying to run some 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 new you know try to get some new stories going, and every time we get something in our eye, you know in our mind, we get ready to start it going. Next thing you know, you can't get the guy. So back to the drawing boards, and you know <laughs> that happens so many multiple times. It's crazy. Yeah. And they wonder why yeah, the hotel is going the way of the dodo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go throw it to break real quick with it and try to fix the echo another way. We're going to come back and hopefully talk about wrestling <laughs> some more. So, yeah, right. bear with me. I'm fighting the Gremlins again. And we'll be right back. I'm going to hang up and call back to see if that's part of it. Perfect. You want, Matt, you want me to hang up and call back? Uh, yes, I'm going to send you a text, Matt, and I'm going to get you to do something for Roll out the barrel. A lot of people are going to mistake me for Johnny Cash, but I'm not Johnny Cash. I'm the crusher. Do the hammer.
Thank you. Thank you. said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestle. You think I'd rather be sweating on the dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestle. R-A-S-S-L-I-N-S wrestle. And that is what you call booking on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Woody, you know how that is. Matt, you know how that is. Um, so here we are. I figured out that my phone was the issue, so I had the other Matt call in, and this seems to have righted the ship for the time being. Thank goodness, booking on the fly. Uh, I should probably get some sort of award for that, at least uh, technical support in the wrestling industry of the year. <laughs> well, I <laughs> well, I missed the continental discussion trying to fix that, so we'll I'll come back to that at some point because I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> um, but speaking of doing stuff improv, that is something mm. that you have a lot of experience with, Matt. Um, yeah. And kind of what I wanted you to talk a little bit about is how which which came first, um, your love of wanting to act and perform, or was it wrestling that kind of drove you down that road? It, it was wrestling, actually. Woody and I kind of touched on that uh, a little bit ago. Like, uh, at a, maybe like nine or ten, I saw wrestling, and I was like, this is awesome. This is exactly what I want to do. And uh, so my brother was uh, was a football player, but he, he took a drama class. <laughs> so he was like, you should take drama. <laughs> and so I said, he goes, there's a lot of girls in there. So I thought that was really good. That's That's positive. And uh, and I was like, no, help me be a wrestler. And so uh, yeah, so I, I, that's that's kind of what lit the fire. And then, um, you know, I, I was so really small. So even though at that young of an age, you kind of understood that it was more theater than perhaps yeah. it was being led on to you. Yeah, yeah, because it was still pretty secretive, and uh, my my aunt was was kind of down with a lot of the guys. And so um, she would, you know, you can't you can't watch wrestling without someone trying to crap on it. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I have problems finding it. <laughs> so, uh, but my my aunt was always like, you know, it's it's, it's pretty real, or <laughs> whatever. And so, um, <laughs> but I but I got it. I actually one time I was watching uh, Ric Flair versus the Barry Windham match, and he went up on the turnbuckle, which I still like this move. Uh, where they punch him on the turnbuckle and the ref and the uh, the audience counts one two three and they count up to ten and then the guy does whatever he's gonna do, uh, and I that made sense to me that I was like you wouldn't you do that to involve the, an audience so right. that's kind of what started making me crack the code that I was like oh yeah there's no reason to do that other than to involve people and make people feel something and feel like they're part of it. So yeah, I kind of I kind of got the idea, but that didn't make me love it any less. In fact, I once that was I I, I loved it more. I just thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah, that and, is the thing that you you find an off that when somebody pulls the bell back, um, it didn't change anything. I think you're right. I think probably Woody were you the same way that when you finally understood what all was and what all wasn't, did it make any difference to you? Or do you know? Have you been told yet? You made it to the work? What? Nobody's smart than Woody. What are you saying? <laughs> Holy crap. No wonder I'm not doing this right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of look back on it like the Santa Claus, like when you find out about Santa Claus, except for I didn't stop. <laughs> I, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to be watching this next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then so, you go a little further down the line, and you get involved with it, and you get punched in the face. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, everybody's dumb and a liar. This is all real, and I was lied to twice. <laughs> right, 
Right, exactly. I don't think people actually, uh, everybody doesn't get that luxury <laughs> of just going back, going back full circle and getting the, like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but when you do, you certainly know it. Um, what, being here in Atlanta, I'm sure you've bumped up against sort of that. Did you, as you, people found out when you were at acting gigs that you did this other thing. Did they kind of give you the weird eye, or was it one of those things like, tell me more, tell me more? Uh, I think people are weirdly curious about it, and everybody, it's funny because you find out that everybody is kind of a closet fan, uh, or or they'll tell you stuff. Like, if if I mention it, people will say, well, you know, whenever I was a kid, I watched Roddy Piper. Like, they'll tell you stories. They'll tell you back to you what their experiences are with it. And uh, and that's kind of a great thing, but it's not a, a conversation that occurs naturally. You have to start it. But once you do, then everybody chimes in, and and you get kind of varying degrees of people who I watched them as a kid versus people who, like one of the guys who I teach with at the school, he was like, well, I watch Botchmania all the time. And then he just started telling me all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, weird. Well, this guy's a science teacher. So... <laughs> so yeah, I, I think there's, there's a curiosity, and but everybody mainly likes to talk talk about their own interests in it. Yeah, which is, what have you ever said to somebody you're a football fan and they started telling you about when they were a kid and they watched football and they don't watch it anymore? Does that ever happen? Never. No. <laughs> no, it's a totally different thing, and, and and I think I don't I don't think a lot of people get hooked on wrestling. As an adult, I think it's a thing that has to hit you as a kid and just strikes that right chord with you, and it sticks with you. But I yeah. don't think anybody, I don't think anybody yeah. is a, a um, you know, a, an adult bird picks it up. A guy that I don't talk to much anymore wrote a thing um, some time back about anarchy being analogous to Saturday Night Live, and I kind of mm-hmm. put both of those wrestling and Saturday Night Live in the same vein as. When you're whatever age that it hooks you, it'll mm. never be better than that, but you'll still keep mm. watching. No matter. Yeah. You just if you yeah. get bit by it and it holds on to you, um, you just will keep. You'll just stay with it uh, forever. Yeah. You'll just stay with it. Um, so I get. I know Matt's answer is going to be much longer than Woody's is on this, so I'll go to Woody first. Woody, from a performance standpoint, just uh, whether it be promos or just presence in the ring, what is one of your pet peeves that people do um, that, that involve the theatrics of it that they don't understand to get right? Far as far as in, in a match or or just part of the... Wherever, part of the, whatever the thing is that you call your boys in the back and chew their asses about when you see it every time. You know, the biggest, the, the biggest, one of the biggest things that I harp on is uh, facial expression. Uh, I mean, I I got one girl. She's pretty pretty good wrestler. She's not the greatest in the world, but if all the guys would do facial expressions like her, holy moly, we you know I think our crowds would double. I mean, uh, that's one of my biggest biggest peeves is is facial expressions and and the sale. You know. Yeah. Yeah, what Matt, do you think is different? Can you marry your down to one? Oh, no, I was just going to ask Woody. I was like, what do, what do you think is why does it why does it click for her or click for some people, but doesn't click for everyone? I mean, you can uh, well, tell someone, but they don't all get it. Yeah, true, true. I I, I think a lot of it. Uh, of course, I believe it was beat in her head. It was beat into her head. You know, she uh, uh, she, she started off training down at Dory School, so I'm sure they were pretty good about about the facial expressions. And I, I think a lot reason a lot of people uh, kind of just forget about it nowadays because they're worried about the next spot. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, what they're going to do yeah. next. They're concentrating on where they're going next that they kind of leave out the little things. And I believe yeah. the, little thing, the little things in wrestling is what really matters. Yeah. And yeah. guys will watch Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy, and they'll do a Jeff Hardy match spot to spot, pitch perfect. They'll do it perfect. 
but they'll forget to look at all the times when Jeff was getting his ass kicked and how good he made it look. There was a conversation we were having at our last uh, at the last edition of the Mac Couch where we were trying to yeah. decide if anyone had gotten over the way Jeff Hardy had since Jeff Hardy. Uh, my position was no. Um, there were other people that said Daniel Bryan and people said this guy and that guy, but um, just the hearing the way you heard that crowd erupt for him when he made his comeback, that was the biggest yeah. difference to me. Um, Daniel Bryan had a comeback that was incredibly over because people got to do the yes chan, they got to do this, they got to do that. But people were just sitting there waiting on their opportunity to do it. With Hardy, it yeah. was, please God, let him make his comeback because it looks like The Undertaker's going to kill him. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll take it a step further. It's that it's that high pitch. It's it's women in the crowd. Like I I just think like when Ricky Morton was getting beaten up, there were oh, girls yeah. that were worried for him. And Jeff Hardy's the same way. I mean, I think he he really brings girls to the. It's not that like bassy. Oh yes, yes. It's it's girls screaming for him to make that comeback and make that tag. And uh, that kind of gets lost, I think, because. A lot, a lot of wrestling fans are guys, and there's a specific kind of guy who goes <laughs> to wrestling, but it's like women in the crowd. Having women anywhere brings men there. And, Absolutely. Uh, so that, 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 that's why there's ladies' night. There's never a guy's night at a bar. It's only ladies' night. <laughs> it's just called night. <laughs> it's just night. Yeah, yeah. just going to be out standing around looking at each there. other. <laughs> yeah. So you got to get the women there, and, and it's just a loud reach that they're just worried for him and uh will he make it so that's that's yeah i totally agree and that energy changes everything it changes how you perceive because if we if you went back right now and you said aliens had landed here and they said what is this thing that is wrestling and you showed them i hate to even bring it up but i'm going to ricochet versus willow spray and then you showed them <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. The aliens are going to think, yeah. well, why the hell did they watch the slow plotting other thing? <laughs> aliens are going to be sitting there talking about work rate. Um, aliens are not going to understand why there was <laughs> why Ricky got his ass kicked the whole time. It's a flashier, <laughs> easier thing to grab hold to. But the energy, the feeling of it, um, the emotion that those guys were able to pull out of you, and like you said, at, at nine, ten years old, Matt, you kind of understood they're working me on a different level. Um, the physicality yeah. is sort of secondary to to everything else. It's how do they involve me, and that is the thing yep. that, that it's it's hard to do that. As Woody said, when you're so concentrated on the next thing, the next thing. Let those things sit there and register. I tell you, uh, yeah, I. I, I think- Oh, go ahead. No, no, you, you go. You're, you're smarter one than me. Well, you know, one one of the one of the best at doing both that we were talking about, uh, you know, getting the fans involved and and the sale. One of the world's best ever was, and it was uh, without a doubt Ricky Steamboat. Uh, mm. I mean, slow. A lot of stuff they did was slow, methodical, with high spots in the middle of it. But the the sale and and the sympathy that Ricky Steamboat got uh, back in the day was amazing. Uh, you know, I think he he don't get a lot of the credit that he deserves for for, for mm-hmm. making Flair look like a million dollars for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steamboat may be the best example of that Saturday Night Live series that I was talking about. That. You could get it, Woody, because at the time Steamboat came around, you were hip to the game and you understood what was happening. Um, for me, I was just young enough to be like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't want this guy <laughs> to get his ass kicked. I don't want it to happen. I love Ricky Steamboat. Please, God, Macho Man, do not crush his throat with that bell. Please, you monster. But I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, I think Steamboat's overrated. And this was not a person who's just, I'm like, oh, you're just a spot monkey and you're dumb and you don't know. This is a person who, who knows their stuff, but they were, you know, five, six years younger than me. Ah. And so it couldn't grab them in the same way that it grabbed me. Um, Matt, who was the guy for you? Who was the one? And you, you might have mentioned this when I was 
running around with wires, but who was the guy that, like, through all of it, you wanted to see this guy get it done? Uh, like, like as a good guy who I wanted, like, oh, oh, oh shit, yeah. here he comes and he's gonna clean up. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, I was, I, I mean, I like the bad guys, but uh, I, when when the Road Warriors came out, I, I knew it was on, and so whenever <laughs> the like. I don't care if it was Bill Mulkey and Bill Tab or whoever was in the ring. I was like, these guys are going to get destroyed. And so when the four horsemen were beating up on someone and the road warriors ran in, I was like, oh yeah, this, this, this is going to do it. They would, they would always, on worldwide, they would always have the last like five minutes was this, was a fight that was like kind of an impromptu fight or whatever. And they would always be like, we'll keep the tape machines rolling. <laughs> yeah. And they never did. <laughs> they never kept them rolling. But that yeah, that was did. the thing that got me off my couch as a kid. Is like when I, when they came out, I was like, "Oh, this is serious. They're about to destroy somebody." And it didn't. Yeah, yeah it, I I wasn't thinking when they came out about what I knew about wrestling and didn't know. I just yeah. knew somebody was about to get beat down. Yeah. So. And oddly enough, to catch everybody up, Matt and I are in a group of people we call the Nitro Cats, and we watch Nitro throughout the week, and then we meet uh, once a month couple times a month to watch whatever the pay-per-view is we've got up to. Um, every Nitro Cat is the exact same way. Man, that was a terrible show. <laughs> um, and then it, let's find a APA match or a Faces of Fear match or a Demolition match to watch because we love them. So, and, and I did not, when I was watching Ming and the Barbarian, it did not register with me. Um, when I was watching Demolition or, you know, Bradshaw and, and Farouk didn't register with me. Um, what was, why I would love them later on. I'm very interested to know, Woody, who somebody that is for you that either when you were a kid or just when you were around the business, who was somebody you didn't appreciate until much later in life? Somebody I didn't appreciate till later in life? Yeah. Hmm. I hate to say it, uh, would probably be Bobby Eaton. It would would probably have to be Bobby Eaton. Uh, I mean, I always knew he had a great punch, but I didn't really know what a workhorse he was until later in life. Yep. I think Bobby Eaton would probably be, if I asked everybody to list out five guys, on, on whoever your favorite five guys are, he's probably on their list because I know I missed it, just didn't understand it. And then later, yeah. as I knew what I was looking for, um, I was like, wait a minute. Bobby Eaton wrestled on every show I ever saw. <laughs> he probably wrestled for 15 to 20 minutes against a guy who was probably trying to get over, and he got him <laughs> over. <laughs> and then he'd get strapped with some weird gimmick, and it didn't matter because <laughs> – he still would go out there and do his thing. I mean, he is just the the quintessential mechanic, as you know the term is these days. But I was just listening to somebody other, you know, Kevin Sullivan. As a matter of fact, it was his podcast. He was talking about. Um, I always get weird about giving away too many trade secrets, so I'm just going to say enhancing sounds in the ring. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> that was that was something that Kevin Sullivan was was harping on, and he said, "If you're not Bobby Eaton, don't do it because." You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just wow. not good enough. Um, who was somebody <laughs> you came to late in life, Matt? Uh, Buddy Roberts. Mm-hmm. Buddy Roberts. Ah. He, he's, he's, he's so good. He's so good. I, I mean, I just I couldn't see it then. I hated him as a kid. I just couldn't stand couldn't stand it. If, it. if he was in, then it was a, it was a bummer because I was like, oh, no, it's got to be Michael Hayes or Terry Gordy. Like, but then looking at him, he – He's exactly what he's supposed to be. He's exactly what he's supposed to be, and he's a workhorse in the ring, and he's just good on the mic, and he's just, ah, God, I, I, I love him. I mean, I really I can't get over how good he was and how much I missed the boat on him. I just didn't understand. I just didn't get, I yeah. didn't get how vital what he was doing was. Um, but looking at him now, I just, yeah, I, I, I adore him. He's great. And you feel like such a dummy. When you've missed it, right? <laughs> you feel like an idiot. Just a bona fide. 
Do I even deserve to be having a conversation about any of this? If I didn't know Buddy Roberts was that cool, why was I so infatuated <laughs> with Michael Hayes' dumb moonwalk? And I was, and still am. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I can't sit here and say that if I had to make a list, Michael Hayes doesn't go in at number one now. Can't sit here and tell you that it doesn't. Cannot. Because he is the, he's the first guy that I remember being like, Oh, you can be kind of cool and do this. And as a black kid yeah. in North Alabama, to see a dude wearing a rebel flag still doing that. <laughs> like, I, I remember having to look over at my daddy and being like, is it okay if I like this dude? And he would say, oh, it's Princess Christmas. Princess Hayes coming in. Oh, it's cool. I can like this. Hey, this is great. Dirty white boy terrified him. P.S. Hayes, though. <laughs> he was kind of down. You could kind of see how he would... <laughs> He liked everybody who party with him. That's how. To go back to something that Woody was saying earlier about people selling and making noise and all of that stuff, like I think I, I've worked with some some younger guys, and that seems to be a thing is that people don't want to look weak, and yeah. so they <laughs> they don't want they don't want they associate that with that. Well, like well, if I make noise, if I if I register. Then I'm weak, and it's like that's yeah. the, that's the the gag. Kid. Point. Um, <laughs> so, and that and that's just the thing I like about Buddy Roberts is that he he does he will make himself a fool to entertain yeah. you, or yeah. make you look like a million bucks that you are just killing him, and uh, and it's great because he took he he takes you there. So like I didn't like him then, but he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He he yeah. did he did gig. Woody, you were you were pretty good at that um, with the centerfolds. Um, was the business just different back then? That everybody, for lack of a better term, and I don't mean this as a pejorative, but everybody kind of knew their place and what they were there to do. Well, yeah, yeah, to an effect, yeah. They, they, there was also, well, you know, there were a mixture of types of matches. Back in the day, you had your comedy matches, you had your straight, you know, matches, you had hardcore matches, and where everything nowadays seems to be straight same stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, it had its place on the card more back in the day, I guess you might say. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, your your opening card might be might be a midget, or it might be a ladies' match, or you know, it might be a comedies match. You know, so mm-hmm. everything is spot on the card. Where nowadays everything's kind of the same mold. You know, and you know that that right there is one of the reasons why I am so sort of enamored with Phoenix City being as big as it is in just its second year. Because that's certainly something that those guys have to be hyper aware of because it could turn into that very easily. I mean, because it's all new style guys. Um, It's all um, guys that are going to go out there and they're, first of all, it's a tournament. Issue one, it's a singles tournament. Mm -hmm. So the beats of a wrestling show depend on that breakup and it's much harder to get that um, in that kind of show. But they did it effectively last year because they're just so, so you know, everybody's so crazy about it this year. Um, but, man, that's a fine line that you have to walk. But luckily, <laughs> I think with the Leo Rushes and the, um, you know, and, and with Hero and, and guys like that that know how to do a lot of different things, you can pull it off. Um, Corey Hollis, you, you think of Corey Hollis as a great Matt wrestler, but at the same time, I saw him flopping around pretty good for a guy last night, um, and I've seen him go in and just and do just about anything that needs to be done. So they they've got the right horses for, it, but it is a it's something to be worried about. Yeah, I, I, I think wrestling works best when it's thirty one flavors, you know. And yeah. so yeah. I think maybe some places get a little bogged down in the well. This is what I like. And it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. good. I, I have what I like too. I like I like an old school match, but I also understand that that's not the that's not necessarily the crowd. And uh, like, I get I get a lot of stuff on my wife if she's enjoying it, if she can see something in it, and uh, 
that are something for everybody. If, if there's something to do like, like you're saying, or like a midget match or a comedy match or a woman's match or something, just something to maybe you won't like all six matches on the card, but maybe there will be one that kind of tickles you, tickles you and, and makes you want to come back and see that person again or see something like that again. And, and you've done shit, all manner of things as far as what you've done with wrestling. You've been very serious, mad, and you've been comedy thing and this thing and that thing. Um, yeah. Do you get into, like, full-on acting mode, or is it a completely different world? No, I, th- I think it's the same. I, I actually, it's kind of funny that, uh, that uh, I'll meet wrestlers who will be like, I kind of want to get into acting, and I'm like, you're – you're you're living it, dude. You're doing you're doing the hard part. <laughs> like the hard part is convincing yourself that that you're to to react realistically in, in imaginary circumstances, which is like one of the like acting things you learn. Uh, acting is reacting Yay. realistically in imaginary circumstances. So it's the same deal. If you can kind of like when you tell a story, are you you know you say today in traffic somebody cut me off. And you go through the whole story, and you get all worked up, and you start breathing heavy, and your face gets flushed, and you start getting into the thing again. That's acting because it did not happen to you again. It's not you're not going through it again. You're just telling the story of it. Um, wrestling, theater, same same sort of deal. Acting, it's just convincing your body and yourself that the things, the circumstances are happening, and reacting in a way that makes sense to you in the in the circumstances. So yeah, it, it's it's the same it's the same suit to me. It's all the same same sort of thing. Now I, I'm not the kind of guy who will walk around and make everybody have to call him by whatever name they're going by. Uh, I'm not that guy, and I've never been that actor and whatever. But there are people who do that, and I respect it. If that's if that's what you got to go through to get yourself in the zone, someone yeah. if Raven wants to be called Raven, then he's Raven. That's, that's, that's his Raven. that's his story. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is the thing that so I, I struggle with. It's called knowing what to call you. I do struggle with it because I, I find it weird to call anybody by my own name. That's weird in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, I've seen you do so many things um, that it's like I call Shane Marks Shane Marks because he's Shane Marks. That's who he is. He's Shane Marks. But yeah. you've been this weird chameleon <laughs> that I can't like. <laughs> I can't latch on to anything. It's like. God, I guess I gotta call him that. And then he did, that doesn't seem right, and it doesn't seem right that I that you you don't you don't always respond because that does it doesn't seem right. <laughs> right. That is yeah. Gross. I get called all number of things in the back, so I just kind of uh, I'm I'm prepared to answer to whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll break the fourth wall a little bit with you. When I told Woody that you were coming on, the first thing mm-hmm. he said was, "Is he British?" <laughs> I thought he was the guy no. from, from England. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I mean, that's that, that's why I, I I like that character because I know it'll do what I need it to do. And yeah, uh, but you know, it's I I I think it could be if, if I was really making a go of being a professional wrestler and like trying to get signed and things like that, then I probably would want to stick to one character and try to like hone that and get it as good as I can and do everything great through that through that lens. Uh but you know, that's that's probably not gonna be my lot in life and so I might as well have fun and get to play the kind of characters that I would like to see and see get punched in the face. Yeah. And, and you took a pretty good break, you know, for a while. Um but yeah. now it seems like you're back Full tilt. What what's different about say this time than the last time you were super active? Um, you know, um, probably I'm good looking. I would imagine, right? That's the first probably thing. It's, it's, it's good, good looking. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's that. It is. It is that. It's like having having something fun to do makes all the difference. Like I probably couldn't be a guy who was just kind of going around. I'm I'm not really a work rate in quotes kind of guy, you know. I, what I do is I go and try to have fun and entertain myself and entertain people, but it's probably not going to be through having a five-star match. Um, yeah. But uh, this time I'm a little more aware of that because I always wanted – I really do – growing up, I always really liked a good technical match, and it kind of broke my heart whenever I was like, 
hmm, I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really wired for it. And in fact, <laughs> comedy matches, which I never liked as a kid, uh, I really like now. I, li- I like a little bit of comedy in my match. I don't want to oh, yeah. go around and be just do something stupid, but uh, yeah. But being so, the king of the Holy Dog ain't bad. No, no, I love it. I love uh, that, my, that Memphis style of uh, registering. Um, so yeah, I. Uh, and and th- this time I'm a little more cognizant. How much did being kind of hooked up with Butcher? It, it's great. It, he's he's younger than I am, um, so it's nice to be because I really I think he's a good person and a and a, a great character and uh, and it, and it does it does help. And plus he like like what he was saying. He has a lot of respect. And so I just kind of tagged along with him, and that that opened doors for me and uh, made people trust me that I wasn't going to do something stupid. And so, uh, <laughs> I think. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think the the two uh, gimmicks complement each other well. Uh, okay. Honestly, I think it's, they yeah. really work good together. Yeah, Thank I think you. the sour yeah. always works well um, when it's done right. What is, who were yeah, some of I, your who were some of your guys that that when you were with it really made the business so much much funner for you? That's not the right word, but I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> Would you repeat that again in English, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like who was the proud alliance that you drew to? Like who were your guys that you know you were up and down the roads with, and you knew if you were working in a program with them or you were working in a tag team with them that you just knew you were enjoying yourself and you were going to be able to give it all to it? Oh, God. You know, my, my first tag team partner uh, was uh, a guy named uh, uh, Paul Watkins, which went by his name. His name was Tiny. He was like 6'5", 360 pounds. He was far anything but Tiny. Uh, <laughs> we tag, did a tag team called the Damage Control League. Stole it from a uh, comic book. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> In wrestling, never. <laughs> and uh, we we ran God uh, uh, feud with uh, with David Young and Bob Anderson, and it went by Bob Anderson. Uh, it was always a good time. We knew the work quality was going to be good, you know, and. Uh, I really loved working with David and Bob. Bob was a very good worker and ended up quitting way too soon before his time. And uh, then one of the one of the tag team uh, there was a, they were a three they went by the Texas Outlaws, not Dusty Rhodes and them, of course. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, Terry Harris, uh, Brian Davis, and another guy, uh, Mark Davis. Uh, they did like the, you know, all three, get, you know, like the free bird rules on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was always a good program, a good sol- solid deal. I always enjoyed doing stuff with them guys. Uh, I was, Woody, did I was you enjoy watching? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you go first. Uh, uh, when did you enjoy being uh, uh, healer babyface more, and and why? Uh, well, I worked babyface. Uh, well, a lot of times it just it worked out that way. Uh, you know, I worked probably my first ten years of babyface. I did a little bit of heel stuff under a wow. Hood. Uh, hmm. but I didn't know it was uh, that long of a run. You know, primarily doing one thing. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah. of course, like I said, I did a, a few things, you know. Yeah. But it, it, the biggest part of it was baby face. Uh, I was pretty, no pretty you young. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little guy. I was a little guy, and I still did all the work. And uh, <laughs> Was that by <laughs> choice? Uh, where Did uh, you do it that long by choice, or just because that's well, how the way matches worked out then? Of course, you know, back then the big guys didn't bump, you know, they, they didn't bump, you know. Uh, in the latter part of my career, I worked heel with the Lumberjack in the Carolinas uh, mm. for North American. For North American. And uh, I had another big partner, so I was doing sometimes, we did a whole hour of TV one night 
and I think he took one bump, and I did all the other bumps that night. <laughs> uh, one, the whole match, the whole thing was an hour long. It was uh, terror on my body. But, that is a uh, thankless job. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Especially now in a ratless world. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then also back then they're like, "You got your ass kicked. Your partner's the good one." <laughs> like, and that's pretty come much on. it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Johnny Hot Tag over there, he's great. You, on the other hand, seem to be holding the team back. <laughs> well, somebody's got to make the other guys look good, you know. <laughs> there it is. Woody, you mentioned working with David Young. Um, I was at the match he had with Air Paris out at Southern Pride, and, you know, neither of them are, have been active in a while. But um, we're in the crowd, and it, somebody said, you know, at, at one point you couldn't touch David Young. Um, how good was he? Oh, that's uh, not an exaggeration by any bit, you know, by any means. Uh, uh, he, he was, of course, when David started, he was, 160 pound, a little pipsqueak. Uh, but, you know, he, he kept at it and kept at it. But he was, he was that kid was such a natural. You know, you know, it was like he was one of those guys, you show it to him one time, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he could do it. I was the guy you had to, you know, threaten to, you know, run me off or, or get it done, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he was just that good. He was that natural, you know. People took a lock in the days. Oh, you know, you know. Not always you got to be the best worker to get the job, but you know, everybody always took a a lock in the days, so that that always helps. But you know, he, he was just a natural. He can do anything. You know, he could he he could just uh, he was a machine. Uh, you know, and and I believe he's you know if he lose a little weight, if he wanted to, he could make another run if he wanted to right now. That Spinebuster still looks damn good. <laughs> Spinebuster still good. The punch is still great. <laughs> he still bleeds at the drop of a hat. <laughs> All that is still true. <laughs> that is something I always hate that I that you know you hear these guys that were right here, and I wasn't, and I'll always. That's another one of those things like we're talking about not getting in on Buddy Roberts when everybody talks about watching. Wild side on TV, or you know, I'm like, can we not talk about this? Because again, I don't feel like I belong here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw Mike Jackson at the Florence Coliseum. Does that count for something? <laughs> oh, in my way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got to see that a lot. Um, Ron Bass, <laughs> that's a guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw at least one Armstrong brother come through a high school gym in Alabama. <laughs> I, I, I worked. I worked. I was lucky. I worked all them guys one time or another. It was. Uh, I, I. I was blessed to do that because I was always a big Armstrong fan. Yeah. I think uh, uh, Brad Armstrong was the ultimate baby face. He was. If you looked up baby face in the dictionary, Brad Armstrong was it. You know. Yeah. And he's and he's selling when you get when the picture of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he always had that smile on his face, and you know, just always looked generally happy. I mean, he 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 played baby face always. Yeah, yeah. Just, and, and nobody nobody quite way. moved. Nobody quite moved or executed stuff the way Brad Armstrong did. I could I couldn't tell you. It's, there's the, you know there's there is kind of a a cookie cutter thing that happens. Uh, that guy is, is was all his own. I mean, I just can't say anybody who put the Russian leg sweep on like he did, or even kind of moved around. He kind of had like a monkey kind of way that he moved around the ring. Nobody threw a drop yeah. kick like he did. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, he, yeah, just his own guy, his own thing. Um, yeah, I think. It, and I, and I think really had all the excuses people. in the world not to be. You know, like he could have easily fallen into a. I'm gonna be like my brother. I'm gonna be like my dad. That was easy. He could have done that and and probably gotten the exact same place he did in the business. Yeah, uh, that wouldn't have 
changed it that much, but I mean, it's just something. Man. I think you're right. A lot of a lot of people dropped the ball on 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 Brad. They really did. They yeah. Could, they could make a lot more money with him than they did. Yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> it feels like that he should be a giant name. Um, what do you think happened? Is there anything you can point to, Woody, or you too, Matt? You saw you saw those runs as well. I just, you know, uh, uh, I think maybe the only thing that may have hurt him a little bit was lack of charisma. You know, may you know probably didn't give the best interviews in the world, but you know. I just I think with the right push, you know, at the right time, uh, he can make somebody a whole lot of money. You know, and he did, you know, to an extent. But I think there was a lot, lot bigger stage he could he, he could have uh, been on at one time. Yeah, but, yeah. I think I, I, yeah, I think he was a guy who like everybody who wrestled him respected him or met him or just kind of watched him a few. If you kind of looked at it with the discerning eye, you could see this guy is great. But yeah, maybe maybe the and maybe also the 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 Armstrong uh, being overshadowed by Dad. I mean, it's kind of like the the Von Eric thing. It's like trying to get out of that shadow. And the, so the ex, and he and he hung pretty close to his dad through most yeah. of his career. So that's yeah. an awesome thing. But also that's probably a thing that kind of saddled him with something, you know, that yeah. di- didn't yeah. quite let him get get to be his own guy. All right, well, I'm going to pose this question, and we'll get out of here on this one. Um, what if some enterprising booker had turned him on Bullet? Would it have worked? <laughs> uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, I think the father-son angle could could work like that. Yeah, or maybe the better idea is to turn bullet on him. Maybe that's the way. <laughs> maybe that's the way the thing should work. <laughs> if you can involve the flame or El Fuego in that, then I think you got. <laughs> <laughs> back to Woody. And that right there is the quintessential Matt Myers line. No sense in going any further. Um, thanks for being on the Matt couch, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, man, thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I like uh, talking with you guys and listening to y'all. They're great. Well, you are welcome anytime, and I can't believe I had you on this this long, and we didn't talk about a lot of promos or Japanese biker mark, but there's always a next time. People can just wonder what that means. <laughs> people can wonder about that. Bring me back. I'll, I'll bore you with all the details. Um, we talked so about much. Phoenix City this weekend. That's two nights. That's Friday and Saturday. Woody, what are you doing? Well, I am going to Friday night. I'm going to Scenic City. Saturday during the day, I have a show in Calhoun, Georgia, for a national title bond as I continue my relationship with them. And then Saturday night, I'll be at the Scenic City Invitational. All right. Well, I think I'm going to make up Friday night. That is my hope and dream. Um, I'm going to tell Woody to leave his back door open so I can just sneak in there. (laughs) (laughs) But come Saturday, I will be in Porterdale, Georgia. Um, First time back in three weeks. It feels like forever. That fifth week just throws us all off, but we are back in full force, and boys, there's only three shows until Sacred Ground. It is heating up. It's going crazy. I mean, the last time we were there, Woody, I didn't even tell you about this. The last time we were there, Jeter knocked Tank out. I will repeat, he knocked him out. <laughs> him to on the Stone Style Psycho. <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a better person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but this Saturday, the Danger City Demons have opened challenge to a Danger City match. Who knows what that's going to turn into? Uh, I believe we might see the return of Shane Marks to the ring. I believe Slim Jay's back with us. So we got a lot going on. And again, it's sacred ground time, folks. So you know it's going to get hot and heavy. Get out Friday. Get out Saturday. See some wrestling. Make it one of mine or Woody's or the Phoenix City. Or if you've got to go somewhere else, do it. But at least pretend you're going to come to ours. <laughs> AWN on Friday night also in uh, in Fort Valley. I'll be there. What? You going to work on Friday yeah. night too? 
I'm 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 tag team champion. You don't get to rest whenever you're a champion, sir. (laughs) You got to go to war, baby. Friday in the back of Short Valley. That's in them belts. That is AWN? AWN. AWN in Fort Valley. So you can go to Myers' show if you just have to. Um, But on Saturday, (laughs) come to (laughs) Myers'. Ladies and gentlemen, this has once again been three the hard way. We thank you so much. Join Larry and that slant-eyed goose, that bald-headed slant-eyed goose. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.